All right, we are finally here. This is the last week of college football regular season, a.k.a. Rivalry, rivalry Week. Rivalry Week. Wow, it's, it's, a, it's a little tongue twister. Holtz Match, you excited for this? Always, man, always. Um, Saturday's going to be awesome. Little, what? A little sad, though? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a little sad. Um, season seems like it just started and it's already coming to an end, but um, – you know, Saturday is a great slate of games. Um, I'm really excited about that. Not super excited about Thursday um, because, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I stress out a little bit. And, um, you know, but once once Thursday's over, I can just kind of relax and don't have to stress anymore. And I can just watch all the games and enjoy all the games. Yeah, this game you're referring to is the Egg Bowl, of course. Um, 6.30 Central which would be, I guess, after Thanksgiving. I don't know how your family does Thanksgiving. Um, everybody does it differently. I'm not a big fan of how my family – I feel like a lot of families do it like my family um, in terms of the time you eat Thanksgiving, which is like in the middle of the day, like 2 or 3 o'clock. It's not lunch. It's not dinner. It's just enough to like piss you off in between and not know what to do. Yeah, you're saying like it's uh, – you don't want to eat breakfast because you know you're going to eat a lot, but then you uh, get really hungry waiting that long. And then you're not really hungry to eat again later. Or you don't get hungry again until really late at night. Is that what you mean? Yeah, it's like, no, no, yeah, the whole point I guess I'm making is really just because it's not, it's way later than lunch. So you have to like not eat a lot for lunch. So you are, you can't really eat lunch, but you have to eat something because otherwise you'll go crazy or kill somebody or leave listen my case. I feel like I'll kill somebody if I don't eat before Thanksgiving, but you still want to save yourself for Thanksgiving. You can't, can't be rude to Thanksgiving to the pilgrims like that. This is exactly right, yeah. But uh, luckily, my family is doing it at eleven thirty because um, they're all in for this egg bowl, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how that affects the the timing of it at all. I haven't really my aunt's hosting it. I haven't asked her uh, why why we chose this time, but I'm fine with it. Uh, the only problem is I'm going to be in Oxford literally all day when the game doesn't start till like six thirty, so. Well, some we're time. gonna we're gonna eat at like eleven thirty, and then I guess I'm just gonna hang around and watch football for a little bit, and then maybe at some point I'll head over to uh, head over to the Grove and tailgate with my cousin a little bit before JB shows up and ruins everything with his leaving a white Tennessee hat. Uh, no, definitely not. He definitely will, he'll either dress neutral or wear old Miss stuff, even though he's a Tennessee fan. He's he's like super afraid that like. Uh, I mean, those of you who have been our loyal listeners know this, but I think he's just a little afraid that Ole Miss fans are going to give him a hard time. So he just uh, – he tries to fit in. Yeah, Ole Miss fans are actually – I mean, I, I don't know, probably not for your experience told, but Ole Miss fans are actually pretty pretty nice, even as a Memphis fan, which I don't think they really consider that a rivalry Memphis-Ole Miss. But they're, they're never really mean to me uh, personally, but um, I'm sure they're a little bit meaner to Mississippi State fans. Yeah, I mean, the last time I was there, I didn't really have any problems. Yeah. Um, the dude sitting next to me uh, had some homemade pork rinds that he he offered me that I respectfully declined. Nice. Um, yeah, and shout out to uh, JB, who's doing JB things tonight, and, and instead of uh, doing the most important podcasts in the world, um, we don't we don't hate him for it. It's just, just the way it is. Um, but yeah, so this egg bowl hole. Um, you're doing Thanksgiving at 1130, which is really early. Um, that's almost a little breakfast. That's like on a Saturday. That might be breakfast time for you. I don't know. That's really early. But um, well, it's a like, Thursday. But yeah. Oh, well, yeah. 
I, well, yeah, I guess Thursday, my bad. But it still feels like Saturday, I guess, because it's football. But uh, my question that I'm going to ask is, um, you said you're going to be stressed out all day. So how does that affect the Thanksgiving eating? Are you going to be stressed out and like not want to eat as much, or are you going to do some stress eating where you're going to eat more? No, I don't think it's, it doesn't really affect my appetite to like right when the game starts. I can't eat anything uh, like right when the game starts. I get like my stomach gets all up in knots and stuff like that. But Man. usually like, like before the game, I'm fine. So like I should, I should be good to go. I don't think it's going to affect me too much. And uh, I'm not going to eat before I get up there. I'm probably going to, you know, it takes me about two hours to get up to Oxford from where I'm at. So probably leave here around nine or so. And then, you know, I've, I'll be up for about, maybe two and a half, three hours before uh, I get to eat. So I'll definitely work up quite an appetite uh, in that period of time. I'm all, guess. About, I'm, I'm all about some family time, but at the same time, um, during Thanksgiving, like after you eat, you really just don't want to be bothered and you kind of have to, you know, be a little social during Thanksgiving after you eat, even though you just want to chill out on the couch and watch football, or at least that's how I feel. Oh, I know. And I'm, you know, it's definitely something I'm kind of worried about too. Cause, uh, my like immediate family uh, still lives up in Chicago, like my mom and yeah. my dad and my sister. So they're not going to be able to make it down. So it's just going to be uh, a lot of aunts and uncles and cousins that only see like once a year. But uh, my grandparents are going to be there and I'm pretty close to my grandparents. So I can just chill with them, I guess. Yeah. Usually and, uh, sometimes you can rely on your other family members to keep, keep your immediate family, keep your like cousins, aunts and uncles busy during football instead of, just focusing on you because it's going to be like there's going to be a lot of uh, isolation there for you where you're going to have to uh, communicate. I know, and I just know they're all going to ask me about my job and you know why I don't have a girlfriend and stuff like that, stuff that I don't really want to answer. But you know, Lisa, does, Lisa doesn't progress to um, if you're gay or not, which there's nothing wrong with that. But um, yeah, well, I'm sure that they'll they'll at least you know point that out. Like you know, if you are like it's okay, we still love you. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, my, my roommate here. He's got a girlfriend now, but before uh, I always make this joke amongst my guy friends who are single. And when I was single, I'd still talk about that. Cause that's, that's the first thing they ask. Like you have a girlfriend. The second question is like, okay, are you gay or not? And uh, <laughs> my roommate, he would just, he would just go ahead and tell him that, that he's gay. So it'd just be easier. <laughs> Less questions, I guess. I don't know. Maybe more, more questions. I don't yeah. know. I, Maybe they'd stop wanting to talk about it. If you just started talking about that. Yeah. Not this one know. time, this one time, this one guy, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I got you. All right, Holt, football. Um, actually, before we get football, do you know there's SEC basketball on tonight? Yeah, I was actually watching uh, Auburn hit a three to make the game look a little bit closer against Duke as the, at the buzzer. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what I was uh, getting at when I said uh, 9 o'clock Central time for this podcast. I was waiting for that Duke-Auburn game to be over, and for all intents and purposes, it is pretty much over by the time we started this. There was, I think, two minutes left in the game, but it was like a eight-point game, which actually – Auburn's keeping this game a lot closer than Kentucky did. I think Auburn's a pretty good team this year in basketball. They have a they have a pretty good recruiting class um, from I think two years ago. That's actually now um, playing. They have a guy named Austin Wiley and Bryce Brown, and they have another guy, Daniel Purifoy, who is um, still suspended. I don't know if you remember how much you remember, but that whole um, basketball scandal where players get paid. One of their uh, one of Auburn's assistant coaches was involved, and in he's since gone. But they've had two players that. We're suspended all of last year. Now they're finally getting some playing time. Uh, one's still suspended for 10 games of this year, but um, they're finally playing and they're finally playing full health. I just think uh, Duke's on another level. Um, but my question, I was going to relate this back to football because this is more of a football podcast. Um, Duke is looks unbeatable this year, very similar to Alabama. So compared to the two whole, 
between Duke and I know you're not super into basketball or as much into basketball as football, but compared to Duke basketball to Alabama football, is that do you think Duke is more dominant than Alabama in basketball, if that makes sense? Or do you think Alabama is just way more dominant in football? No, I mean, I still have to get the edge to Alabama because, I mean, it's pretty early in season for Duke. They do have two top ten wins already. Um, they, they won pretty easily. But, uh, you know, I mean, that being said, I mean, I, I just feel like Alabama's kind of, you know, they're kind of the champ until said otherwise. I mean, Duke, you know, they may have a – I mean, they're going to have a great season this year. But if they don't win the national championship or make it to the Final Four, then I don't think, uh, you know, they're not going to be remembered. Yeah. We, like this Alabama team probably will be. Yeah, we've had this argument many times before, but um, I think it's I think it's a lot harder to win in college basketball than it is in football because you have to win six games in a row in March as opposed to, um, I guess, two games in the playoffs. But And uh, not to mention, like, the farther you go, the hotter the teams are that you're playing because they've all won however many games in a row, too. Yeah, and they're, they're coming for you. And the um, especially if you're a really good team, the, the crowd, you, you'll have your home, your fans there, but the crowd will always root against you because you're, they want the underdog to win in March. So it's, it's very tough in college basketball, but um, I think we can all agree that uh, Saban and coach K are probably the two best coaches in their respective sport. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think some Kentucky fans may disagree with you, but they already think Oof. we hate them anyway. So yeah. Hey, shout out to, shout out to Memphis for stealing the number one player in the country of Kentucky. Again, two players now gone from Kentucky to Memphis because uh, yeah. we got the Hardaway effect now going. Yeah, I'm going to have to start pulling for Memphis uh, during basketball season. Yeah, yeah, you should. You should, man. Because, um, I mean, we all got to root against Kentucky. Um, but we can root for them in football because we don't give them enough love. Kentucky is playing Louisville this week. Oh, um, we'll, we'll jump around to different games, but this is actually on topic now since we're talking about Kentucky basketball now to Kentucky football. Kentucky's playing Louisville, which yeah, should be – you got to get that transition when yeah. you can. Yeah, what's it called? Um, not not bridge, but um, Segway. Segway. Yeah. Um, which there's no W in Segway. I don't know if you've ever tried to spell out Segway, but on – uh, No, I didn't know that. Have you yeah. seen those Segways you can, like, drive around on? <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of Segway I want to take, but uh, this is yeah. – I think this is, like, French. It's S-E-G-U-E. I mean, really, I shouldn't ask you about French because uh, – you took my advice, took French back in the day, and that wasn't that wasn't the best advice. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, that wasn't very good advice by you. I, I should have known better. Yeah. But uh, it was fun. I did I did like the teacher, but I was not very good at uh at, probably français. <laughs> uh, but speaking speaking of segways, I had a boss one time that tried to take a segway when it was raining, and he had like his he tried to take an umbrella with him to keep the rain off him while he's driving it. And uh, <laughs> I like what this is going. There's a little thing uh, called air resistance that uh, <laughs> we'll just say they didn't end well. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. He didn't have safe landings. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. He uh, he didn't account. He didn't account for the uh, air resistance that, that umbrella was going to be uh, was going to be facing. It's it's all science. He should have. He should have been paying attention. I guess yeah, that's right. But anyway, Kentucky and Louisville uh, segueing back. All right. Yeah. Let, let me ask the question. So you you do what you do best. I'll, I'll do I'll do me. So. Um, that wasn't we... a question. That was a segue. Oh, segue. Okay, sorry. Getting a little feisty here. Um, Kentucky-Louisville rivalry game, rivalry week. Um, probably not the biggest rivalry for football. Definitely in basketball, but not for football. But um, Kentucky should win this game. Um, probably a decent season for Kentucky if they win this game. But um, <laughs> I don't know how some upon it um, on Twitter, but um, I saw something about Jeff Brom, like – Jeff Brom's replacement for Purdue. I was like, why the hell are they firing him? And I didn't make the connection that they're trying to get him for Louisville. So yeah. do you think that's definitely going to happen? I guess definitely is kind of a strong word, but um, 
you first of all just talk about the game in Kentucky versus Louisville and then talk about Jeff Rom possibly going to Louisville as the uh, the savior of the program. I don't know. Yeah, well, as far as the game goes, I mean, Kentucky hasn't really been blowing anyone out, and Louisville's been getting blown out by everybody. So it's kind of a uh, kind of a um, something's got to give type game. Sure. Um, I would definitely go with Kentucky in this game to to win it pretty easily. Um, Louisville just completely given up. They don't have a they have an interim coach right now, and it's just uh, you know this is our last game of the year. I'm sure they're going to be motivated, but I don't think it's really going to matter. I think that their team is pretty much just done. I, I just don't think they're a very good team overall. They've been getting blown out every single week by good teams, bad teams, average teams. It doesn't matter. I mean, they just – they're awful right now. And Kentucky, you know, they want to end the season on a good note and make it to a decent bowl game. I think they may have an outside shot of New Year's Six still. I'm, I'm not entirely sure about that. But, yeah, they're uh, 15 right now. So, it, it could I – I feel like a lot of stuff would have to go their way. But, yeah, I guess so. You're right. Yeah, so I expect to be a big game from Benny Snell um, and that Kentucky defense. Um, you know, it's been kind of the the recipe so far this year, and I think that's going to continue. Uh, as far as Jeff Rom goes, hold on, hold on, um, hold on, hold on. before you get to Jeff Rom, I'm going to stop and ask you more questions real quick. Um, first of all, let's see how good of a uh, gambler you are, or I guess Rain Man gambler. Do you know the line without looking for Kentucky Louisville? If I had to guess, I'd say Kentucky was at least like a 16-point favorite. Ooh, really good. I feel like I have this uh, special talent too, but maybe it's not really a special talent if me and you both have the talent um, for guessing the lines for games. The line right now is Kentucky 17, not 16, but 17. So I guess a better question is you. we know Kentucky or we think Kentucky's going to win pretty easily against Louisville. Um, do you think – I guess you are a betting man. Would you bet for Kentucky to beat this spread? Yeah, I would. Uh, Louisville's – I don't know the exact number right in front of me, but Louisville's been awful against the spread this year. Um, I think they've – they're like uh, – I think they've lost maybe three or four in a row against the spread, mm-hmm. maybe more than that. So, uh, they definitely, you know, obviously are really struggling. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I would, I would definitely feel better taking Kentucky, but at the same time, Kentucky hasn't exactly been pulling teams out all year. They've been kind of winning close games. So, uh you know, it's I, – I could see both ways. I hate to hedge it, but if I had to bet, I would definitely bet Kentucky. Okay, okay, okay. And then Jeff Rom going to Louisville to save the program. And what do you think – before you even get to that, what do you think What do you think Bob Richardo is doing? Do you think he's, like, found a, found a young, hot assistant these days? Uh, probably not since he doesn't have a job. Um, he's probably – you know, he's probably just dealing with his agent right now. Maybe his agent's got an assistant. I wonder how that. Uh, works. I wonder how it works when you're because you, when you're the head coach, um, many big university. Louisville is a big university. Um, you get like all the boosters. They all show you love. They they do everything for you. You got all these connections. But then when you're immediately not the coach, those connections just like, hey, you're not the coach anymore. So f you. We can't we can't hook you up anymore with uh, hot assistants. Is that how it works? You think? Maybe. Um, you know, I'm. I wish I knew. I wish I was more uh, at that level. But, uh, you know, I'm sure he'll get another job somewhere and he can hire all the hot assistants he wants. OC. Take him for for motorcycle rides. I don't (laughs) think he wants to be an OC again. I think he'd rather be a head coach at like a a group of five team than 
been a OC at a big time job. That's just my opinion, though. I don't have any inside information on that. Yeah, he's a little older, so you, you might be right. Probably too too old to uh, take a step back like that. But um, uh, Norvell's not going to Memphis yet. So, but when Norvell leaves for another job, I could I would take him as a Memphis coach. But hey, I don't know if he'll wait that long. But anyway, hold Jeff Rom to Louisville. Yeah, I, I think it's going to happen. Um, I don't think anything's final by any means. But Brom is from Louisville. Apparently, his family is very involved in the community there and his dad was like a big time coach there and their, their family just has like a lot of you know pull in the Louisville area and I just think it's a good fit I think that's where he wants to be I think he's going to have some better offers like maybe USC and maybe a couple other jobs but I think uh, he's going to take the Louisville job and I think that's big time for Louisville and um, you know not great news for Kentucky but uh, you know he's definitely going to have quite the rebuild on his hands I don't think he's going to be able to Walking and win right away. I think it's going to take him two or three years to build that program back up. So you think that he could even get a USC offer this time, given a five and six record this year, maybe a six and six if, record? If I was USC, that's who I would go after. I'd go after him. As far as college coaches go, I think uh, – I mean, I'm not saying he's, like, one of the best college coaches, but as far as coaches that I think would leave to go to USC, he would be oh, yeah. very, very high up on my list. I think that's the problem this year is that there aren't any great coaches. Like last year, I feel like, or maybe it was two years ago, last year I feel like there was a lot of good coaches on the market that uh, seemed seemed like you uh, should hurry up and hire a coach before somebody else does. But this year, I just don't know. I guess I don't know who would be the best one. There's um, yeah, the Matt Campbell at Iowa State is another one too. I really like him. Yeah, I, I just, like him. I, I just, I mean, I don't know how much personality fit like really matters. But I'm not sure. He seems more like a Midwest guy to me than a California guy. So I don't know how much of a fit he would be. I think Brom has a more like outgoing personality and yeah. would maybe fit in a little bit better. But I think those would both be really good hires. It's weird. weird how you, it's weird how you can pick up on personalities or you get like a vibe from somebody without like you've never met either of them personally but you can get a vibe through interviews and I guess their um, yeah, body language on the sidelines and stuff yeah. too. Yeah. Um, who was going to talk about? Not Jeff Brom or um, the other guy you just mentioned. I forgot who was going to mention. But well, Matt Campbell. Yeah, Matt Campbell. I like Matt Campbell. Um, probably, I think my I like Matt Campbell as much as you like Jeff Brom. Um, but there's yeah, there's not really any great coaches. They're both they're both really good. Matt Campbell, I think, has done a better job than Brom has. Um, but you know, I, I just I like the fact that people say you can't play defense in the Big Twelve, but he's done it really well and uh i just like the brand of football they, they play and i think uh i think urban Meyer's is probably gonna retire at the end of the year and i mean if i was ohio state that's who i would go get yeah that's that's a fun topic to talk about we're not gonna we're not gonna expand upon that too much but um that is a increasing topic uh that people are starting to believe that he might retire i think he could do the retire and coach somewhere else in a year or two just to get out of yeah. it I don't like think he take over Notre Dame if Brian Kelly goes like the NFL or something. I think he said before that Notre Dame was his dream job. Yeah, so, I don't. I don't, I don't th- know. I don't think that Urban Meyer could ever just not coach for an extended period of time. I think he's his personality is t- uh, type is too much like Nick Saban's, where he's very, um, very OCD and uh, very detail oriented, which is which is kind of ironic given that. Um, he would claim that he didn't know about all the Zach Smith stuff because um, any head coaches or great head coaches like Urban Meyer, they're going to know every single detail of every single uh, their entire program. So I would seriously doubt that he didn't know about stuff. 
Um, yeah. But that's another topic. Um, robbery week, Cole. Um, let's see. I don't know. I'm trying to think what which what which would be the best robbery game this week. Um, maybe I'm actually I'm most excited for Tennessee Vanderbilt, but I think the A&M LSU game. I don't know if you consider that a robbery or not. Maybe it is, but I think that's a um, a good game. That's a kind of a toss up, two and a half point uh, A&M favorite. But I'm really excited about the Tennessee Vanderbilt game. Which which game besides the Egg Bowl are you most excited about for SEC? Yeah, I was actually going to say uh, Texas A&M. LSU as well. Um, I just think that's just, it's a really good matchup. Texas A&M hasn't had a big win um, this year. I don't think. I think you know really the best thing they did all year was play Clemson tough. Um, so I think that's a pretty exciting game. I know LSU is trying to finish the season strong, and their fans are convinced that they have an outside shot to make the playoff if some real chaos happens. But I don't. I still don't see a way that they get in, honestly. But. Uh, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, they're going to have to win on Saturday. Otherwise, it's not going to matter. And uh, I'm actually really excited for this game and really excited to watch it. Defense against offense again. I'm, I'm, I just really want to see LSU's offense pick it up. Um, A&M doesn't have a great defense, so maybe this is the game where their offense picks it up or shows that they have some, some life to it. Well, them. I mean, see, what I would say about A&M's defense is that they are they're good against the run, but they really struggle against the pass. And um, I'm not sure LSU is the team to take advantage of that. I mean, that being said, I mean, Nick Fitzgerald had a pretty good game throwing the ball against A&M, so maybe LSU can as well. But, um, you know, I, I kind of like uh, A&M in this game. I think they have a chance to uh, finally get that win over LSU. You know, they haven't beaten them since they joined the conference. So uh, I think this might be their chance. Jimbo's looking to get a big win. I definitely like Jimbo's coaching a lot more than Ed Orgeron's. So it'll be interesting to see. I think it's going to be a really low-scoring game, but uh, maybe Kellen Mond can make some plays in this game, and uh, Travion Williams can have a big game, and they can get the get the win. I don't, I'm not sure what the line is. I assume Two LSU would be like a uh, LSU's favorite. No, that's the thing. A and M is favored. Oh wow. Okay, that that does surprise me, but I still I like A and M in this game. Yeah. I just assumed I, I I was going to guess LSU was going to be like a four or five point favorite. That's what I would guess. That's why the line did kind of surprise me. Um, we should almost do a um, like a year in review show from like rewind to the uh, uh, preseason or I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's not really preseason in college football, but the, the preview shows where we picked um, all the games, all the teams and who we thought was going to win each game. And uh, you rewind. We, we pretty much did uh, shit or I guess pass and chat on LSU. Uh this year, and we we thought Coach O wouldn't be coaching by this time. Nine two is a good good record so far for them. A lot a lot better than we thought. Um, I guess the rest of the analysts experts didn't think that um, I, they finished nine three. I think that's kind of probably what experts probably predicted yeah. them. But this, you know, this this LSU team reminds me a lot. Uh, I don't know what year it was. I think it was it was when. Um, Les, Les was still coaching, and they had Fournette. And I, it might have been his sophomore year or is either his sophomore or junior year, whenever they were, like, number five when they played Alabama. And they, they lost Alabama. Very, like, unexciting game, very boring game. And then after that, LSU just kind of dropped off. I think that was the year they beat Notre Dame or Louisville. They didn't play Louisville. It was Notre Dame, I think, as well. So let me do some research. They played Notre Dame last year, and it was Louisville, I think, two years ago. But I'm trying to think. You know, it was – what I think it was – Sportnet's sophomore year, um, 
that they were really highly ranked against Alabama and had a lot of hype. Everybody's like, oh, man, LSU is really good this year. And then they lost to Alabama. Um, I'm looking at it now. I think it was 2016 year. Um, uh, no, it was 2016. It was 2016. Let me, let me just uh, do some quick fact checks. You bear with me. Hold the line. Um, yeah. Okay, so it was 2015 LSU team. Um, where they were, it was like one, two, three, four, six, or seven, and oh. And when they played Alabama at Alabama, they were number two, and Alabama was number four, and they lost 16 to 30 to Alabama. And it reminds me a lot that they lost to Arkansas and Ole Miss the next two weeks, so they lost three in a row. Um, but they beat Texas Tech in the bowl game. But this, this year reminds me a lot of that year because they were really hyped before they played Alabama, um, especially after beating Auburn. Um, even though that Auburn win wasn't good this year now, I guess. Because, um, you, as you like to say, um, it's, it's not cool to be Auburn anymore because everybody's beating them. But um, they're just they're, – I don't think they're going to finish as impressive as they started. So, like, they were, I guess, at a one point number three or four in the, year, in the country. I don't know what, what their actual number was, where they peaked at this year. But they were um, very high, and they played Alabama. And then now they just don't – they don't seem to impress me as much. They lost to Florida and lost to Alabama. And uh, they don't impress me as much. They could lose to A&M, and that'd be not. They didn't. They didn't blow out Arkansas either, like they probably should have. Um, they were. They had a comfortable lead, and Arkansas kind of came back at the end. But uh, I think they should have beat Arkansas way worse than that. I mean, it was cold and it was on the road, but I still think they should win that game a little bit better. And uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think once you lose to Alabama, this happens to a lot of teams. But you know, when you go into that game undefeated and you get yourself kind of believing. Um, I mean, I guess they had one loss for that game, but it was, uh, you know, it was still like a huge game and everyone's hyping it up and game day was there and everything. I feel like once you lose to Alabama, you kind of lose your edge a little bit and maybe fall off a little bit. I think that's happened to a lot of teams in this Alabama run that they've been on. Maybe it's like you just don't have as much to play for because that was the second loss of the year. Now you're like on the outside looking in for the playoffs. I guess you could still theoretically get into the playoffs two losses because um, – you know, there could be other two lost teams and you could have better wins than them, but it's just like they, either they don't have as much to play for or I don't know what's going on. They're just not, not as impressive. But they could also prove us wrong because we've been wrong about Alex this whole year. So um, they could kill, not kill, but they could beat AM convincingly and uh, prove us wrong. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, we did, uh, we did, if you rewind to the previous shows, we did hype up Trevion Williams this year, which I'm very excited, proud of us for doing that because he does have. Um, 1,300 yards and 13 touchdowns this year, which is a pretty good year for most running backs. I think any running back actually is a pretty good year. I think he's only a junior, right, Holt? Yeah, he is a junior. So um, he he could come back for his senior year and uh, have a good year, or he could hit the NFL. We'll see. Um, but that'll be a good game. Uh, probably excited for that. That's 7.30 Eastern time on Saturday. So I guess we might be watching this one together. Yeah, I mean, I I hope so. I hope uh, you come <laughs> hang out with us. I don't know what uh, – if you can fit us in your schedule or not, but I hope you do. Pretty busy schedule. Um, the next biggest game to me is probably the Tennessee Vanderbilt game. I don't know what your second best game is, but that's probably my most exciting game because it means I feel like that game means the most. So I would guess that Tennessee would be like a four or five point favorite. Uh, the reverse. Vanderbilt is a three and a half point favorite. And that's surprising to me. And this is this is something I don't know if they're doing this because it's it's at Vanderbilt, but if, even if it's at Vanderbilt, that's at least fifty percent Tennessee fans, I would think. Yeah, definitely. They definitely fill that place up pretty easily. 
Um, it seems like every time they play there, there's it seems to me like there's more Tennessee fans than Vanderbilt fans, but you know, it's just from watching on TV. Who do you think needs this this one more, Tennessee or Vanderbilt? Man, that's a tough question. Um, I think they both really need it, but I, I would just say Derek Mason, just because yeah. he's uh, he's farther into his career, and um, you know, he's kind of shut up some of the haters this year, but I'm sure there's still some out there. Um, he's you know, I definitely think going into this year, we thought it was going to be really hard for them to make a bowl game. But, you know, here they are, like, right here with the chance to do it. So, um, you know, I, I don't think either one of these coaches are in danger of losing their job or anything. But I think it would be a really big notch in the belt for Derek Mason to get this win. I think Jeremy Pruitt in his first year, it's kind of hard to uh, to knock the coach too much in his first season. So yeah. he's still got that honeymoon phase going on I don't think it's going to be until the next year or maybe even year three before there starts being a lot of pressure on him it's actually a good thing if I mean obviously you're Tennessee you want you want to win a game you don't ever want to lose a game but it's good for Jeremy Pruitt if they lose this game because it'll set the bar a lot lower than going than they would have if they won this game going into next year they win this game they're going to go to a bowl game they're probably expected to win the bowl game I don't know they probably play a group of five team um maybe they wouldn't be expected but um, you know, they win this game, then win the bowl game, finish out seven and six. Um, that sets a bar pretty high for Tennessee. Tennessee at that point would want like eight or nine wins next year, and that's that's tough. Yeah, definitely, because you're expecting that improvement a year too. Yeah, um, like you're saying, but yeah, I mean, it would definitely be big for Jeremy Pruitt as well. I mean, I don't think anyone expected them to make a bowl game this year. Um, so that's, I mean, that's one really exciting thing about this game is one of these teams is going to be disappointed, but the other one is going to be you know, feeling really good about their future going forward um, because I don't think either one of these teams expected to make a bowl game before the season started. So, um, you know, whoever gets the win in this one, I definitely think is going to, you know, take a lot of uh, momentum into the offseason and going here's forward. The, here's a class that you're going to have fun with uh, personally for this uh, time. So this game's at uh, 3 o'clock Central. Um, the Iron Bowl is at 2.30 Central. Um, so you're going to have a little bit of run-in overlap between these games. And um, if you're staying with our good friend, uh, Tender King of Memphis, a.k.a. JB, you know he's going to watch this Tennessee Vanderbilt game first. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I guess the Iron Bowl won't be as close. So maybe that's okay, I guess, if it's not close. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really – I think the Tennessee Vanderbilt game is actually going to be a little bit more exciting. Um, yeah. I don't – you know, I, I don't know. Are we, are we moving on from the Tennessee game? Uh, not officially, but go ahead. Okay, well, I was just going to say, like, uh, I don't think the Alabama-Auburn game is going to be very close. I think Alabama's going to win that game pretty easily. Um, you know, I know Auburn still has some dudes on defense, and Jarrett Stidham has some ability, but I just don't – like, I'm kind of done with this Auburn team right now. I kind of talked them up a little bit for the Georgia game, thinking maybe they could figure something out and, you know, come out and play really well, but – uh they kind of let me down on that one, and their run defense continues to struggle. We've seen a few teams this year throw the ball pretty well on Auburn, including the game we were at, the Tennessee game. So, you know, I, I just don't think uh, Auburn's going to have much success slowing down this Alabama offense. And I don't like, think they're going to be able to score much either, as well as Alabama's defense has been playing. I feel like I'm a, a Gus Bus apologizer because um, over the years I'm like, well, they're, they're still – pretty good team like they're just they're just trying to figure out the quarterback situation now they're trying to figure out the running back situation this year and uh, I always have like this hope in Auburn that they're going to get it together and uh, play up to their potential this year didn't happen last year didn't happen really 
uh, or I guess last year did happen, but it was it's just it's the most frustrating thing to watch Auburn and try to predict Auburn. You never know which Auburn you're gonna get. It's kind of like a box of chocolate, um, as our good old friends <laughs> in Alabama would say. Uh, you'll never know what you're gonna get with the uh, box of chocolates or Auburn's um, offense more so than their defense. Defense, you know, uh, week in week out, they're pretty pretty good and reliable. But the offense, you just never never know. Like even last year, you know, they they beat. They beat Georgia regular season, lost an SEC championship. That's okay to lose an SEC championship. But Georgia was a good team last year, but they shouldn't have lost the UCF in the Sugar Bowl. I think they just they just gave up. Yeah, um, they mailed that one in. But the, to me, the game last year that was the head scratcher was the LSU game that they lost. Oh yeah, because they were up. They were up in the first half, like by twenty, right? Yeah, they they blew a big lead, and uh, just their offense just fell asleep at the wheel. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I just think the wheel the Gus bus. Right. Uh, I just think, uh, you know, but the Gus Malzahn just kind of is what he is. I mean, I don't think – he's he's not Nick Saban. He's never going to be Nick Saban. Um, but that being said, he has shown that he can compete with Alabama every few years, and that's all, that's more than a lot of teams can say. Yeah. You know, I know Auburn fans think they can do better, and, you know, they probably can. But where they're at right now, I don't think it's like the worst place to be. Um, this has obviously been a down year. It's been a very, really big disappointment. I know a lot of people are probably, in, you know, I know including you, and I mean including me too, thought that they had a chance to make the playoffs this year. Um, you know, just with the quarterback returning and the, all the talent they have on defense, it was such a good defense last year. Um, you know, I just think he's going to have a bounce back year. No one's really going to expect anything next year, which is like his – you know, that's usually when he comes out and has a big year. So, you know, I just think he kind of – he is what he is. He's, you know, he's not Nick Saban. He's not – I don't even think he's Kirby Smart. But, you know, you could do better, but you could also do worse. So, that's – I don't think he's going to get fired this year. But I think next year he's definitely – it's kind of a make-or-break year for him. Yeah, I mean, one thing athletic directors and fans and media need to understand is if you want to fire your coach, that's that's fine. Um, although in Auburn's case, financially, it's going to be tough. Um, our friend JB would argue they have enough money for that, which they probably do, but I don't know if they want to spend $49 million to fire a coach. Um, but one thing they need to, that needs to go into that decision is who are you going to replace them with? And just like we said before, I don't think there's anybody right now that is just convincingly better, obviously better than Gus Malzahn. Jeff Rahm and Matt Campbell are the two best coaches that we've, we've talked, but we're not sure – that they're going to be better than Gus. I mean, they're they're good yeah. Coaches. And there's no guarantee you get those guys anyway. Yeah, on top of that. So, like, what do you what are you really doing here? You're just going to fire a coach and like hire somebody like Derek Dooley, like Tennessee did. Shout out to Tennessee for making shitty hires year after year. But hey, they got I think they got a good one, Jeremy Pruitt. But um, yeah, so it's just you have to you have to go into the decision, and I'm sure we're not the first ones to think of this, but um, I'm, they just need to figure out who they would want to replace them before you just, you know, hire. And most of those, yeah, most of those fans aren't the ones that are going to be paying for this. So they don't really care how much money it is. It makes no difference to them. Have you, but, seen, uh, have you seen the GoFundMes for like different coaches buyouts? No, I mean, I, I believe it, but it's just yeah. like, who would give money to that? And what happens to that money if, if the dude doesn't get fired? Does that just like go to someone's pocket somewhere? No, I mean, there's different things that, there's different ways to set up. I think one way is like if they actually don't fire the coach, then you'll you'll get a refund. But I mean that's all dependent upon the creator of the GoFundMe to be honest and open about it. I also saw somebody go to jail for false GoFundMe. I'm like, y'all think y'all think this didn't happen? Like I don't understand how they're going to jail for it. I don't know if it's like false advertising or what, but 
I mean, GoFundMe's are kind of sketchy anyway, but a different topic, different day. Um, not a good investment. Not a, not a good investment. Yeah, good, good. Um, but stock market is right now. Stock market's very down uh, for no reason, I think. But um, going back and forth hold between games, uh, going back to Tennessee Vanderbilt game. Um, we know Vanderbilt's defense is good. We think Jeremy Pruitt has a good defense at Tennessee. Would you? How can you rank the rank the two defenses, Tennessee and Vanderbilt? Because they're they're good in different ways, I guess, is what I'm saying. Vanderbilt, I think, is good because of good coaching, which Tennessee is, is good coaching too. But I think Tennessee has more talent on defense than Vanderbilt. Yeah, that's why I thought Tennessee was going to be favored, just the talent edge. I still think is on Tennessee's side. Um, but that being said, uh, there's two really good defensive-minded coaches um, who try to cater their offense maybe a little bit to their to their defense uh, to try to possess the ball and limit possessions for the other team. So it should be, you know, a pretty short game. I don't think either team's going to be throwing the ball too, too much. But I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. And uh, But as far as the two defenses go, they both – you know, played well. They they both uh, had games they really did not play well, and they've both had games where they, you know, looked pretty good. So, kind of a uh, kind of tough to see. I think I think Vanderbilt's may have been a little bit better throughout the year. I don't have like the numbers in front of me or anything. Um, you know, it just seems like Vanderbilt does a little bit better job. Um, but I I'm, I'm not entirely sure, honestly. Kind of reviewing the year here for Vanderbilt. Um, somebody who doesn't get enough love is their running back, uh, Keyshawn, I think his name. Keyshawn Vaughn. K-E apostrophe. Yeah. If, uh, speaking of previews, uh, I actually was talking him up on the on the Vanderbilt preview. He's a transfer from Illinois. And he's been – started off the season a little bit slow, but he's really been on fire to finish the season this year and uh, really been a big part of that offense. And well, you know Kyle that Schirmer has been playing pretty well also. That game at Ole Miss Church certainly did help him. He had 127 yards for them. But he also had 182 yeah. yards for against Missouri and 172 against Arkansas. So, for the year, he has 976 yards off 138 attempts, which, hold, if you're calculating, which I know you are, the average for that is 7.1, which is a pretty big yards per carry a number for uh, a running back. So, um, I don't think he gets enough love, probably just because he plays for Vanderbilt. But he's only a junior, so he's going to be coming back next year, assuming that he doesn't try to go pro and other other things in life. Is that what they say on division one commercials or NCAA commercials? Uh, <laughs> not all of us go pro. Some of us go other things in life. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, which is actually a very valid point at Vanderbilt because they're, um, uh, you assume they're really smart at Vanderbilt because it's a pretty good school, but um, I mean, it's a good running back. I mean, give him some more love. Hold, you gave him some love in the beginning of the year, but uh, give him some more love. I don't know what you got to do. If you got to blow my kids, <laughs> give him a shout out on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know how we can do that, but uh, maybe we'll have our uh, all SEC slow smoked uh, all SEC team at the end of the year, and he'll be an honorable mention at running backs because it's going to be Benny Snell and Travion Williams as the two I backs. But I, I, I hate to say this, but I think Benny Snell might be overrated. I don't hate Kentucky football. I hate Kentucky basketball, but just objectively, I think Benny Snell might be a little bit overrated. Well, I mean, he definitely hasn't finished the season super strong, and the team has started to struggle, which I think makes people, you know, doubt him a little bit. But he's really carried the load for him like all season, that's and what, uh, I think he's just—I think he's just gotten a little banged up at the end of the season. And you know, the rest of the team hasn't been playing as well, and there's no passing game at all to open it up for him and get people out of the box. So I think based on like, you know, he may not have the best numbers, but based on what he has to deal with every game, I think he's still been. You know, I think he's still the best running back in the SEC. That's sort of uh, actually that's another point I was going to argue is that he he does have like thirty carries a game. I don't know his average, but I think he does he does carry the ball a lot more than all the other running backs, and that's 
partly due because they don't really have a great passing game. Their quarterback likes to run too. But uh, I guess Benny Snell didn't let him have a running back position, so he had to throw throw the ball every now and then. That's how it worked out. Um, but yeah, uh, I do like Benny Snell, but we do need to give some more love to Keyshawn Vaughn. That's a that's yeah, a little that's absolutely. a little. That's a little rhyme, too. I like that. That's a little rhythm. Yeah. Keyshawn Vaughn. I do. That, yeah, that's a, that's a fun name to say for sure. Yeah. Definitely am a fan of, of the of the fun names to say. Do you think Garantano will be playing for Tennessee? I don't have the inside scoop because he's not a fancy, he's not a fancy player for me. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen. We may need JB for that. But uh, I, Keller Christ has played a lot of football in his career. Um, played pretty well against Alabama when he got in the game. But, um, you know, this should be – in a really interesting game, um, I'll just say that because I mean, you know, we've already we've already talked about it a good bit now, but it's uh it's definitely one that I'm looking forward to, and I'm definitely going to be keen in on, and hopefully JB doesn't get too upset if they're losing because I'm, you know, going to have to be locked in a room with them probably. So yeah, he'll um he'll he'll say that he he knew that they were going to lose. That's what he was. I knew they were going to lose. Yeah, yeah, that's usually how he does it. Yeah. You know? Other games holding sneaky good game. Florida, Florida State. Florida State has sucked a lot of dick this year, um, figuratively, of course. Um, I don't know their numbers for literally, but five and six this year hold. They have a chance to go to a bowl game against Florida, and this game is in Tallahassee. Uh, Florida's a six-point favorite, but um, Florida State could uh, do a little bit of damage control by winning this game this year. Yeah, this would be huge for Florida State and Willie Tiger. Um, they finally got a big win last week against Boston College. Um, I can't believe those words just came out of my mouth, but Boston yeah. College has been pretty good this year. Um, obviously, coming off that uh, game day and that loss to Michigan, it was tough to get back up again the next week. But Florida State has really struggled all year. Um, but they still have some athletes on defense, and maybe you know if they can slow down the run, then this could be a pretty close game. Um, I, I still – like, even through all of this, I still love the quarterback-running back combination of DeAndre Francois and Cam Akers. Um, obviously, much better than the Florida situation. Right. I mean, Florida has a couple of good running backs, but uh, I just – I've always been big on DeAndre Francois. I just I, I just think he's got a lot of talent. I think their problem has been the offensive line, and we know Grantham is going to be blitzing like crazy because that's what he does. So, he's definitely going to take a, some hits in this game, but – um, you know, I, I'm just a huge fan of Andre Francois. He throws such a, a pretty ball and Cam Akers is just an absolute beast. He had a, a huge run last week. So uh, maybe they figured something out on offense, but, um, I think Florida may be a little bit too good for him. And I think Mullen's going to find a way to move the ball in that Florida state defense. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Florida State won this game, though, because um, it's kind of like LSU. I think Florida would be regressing back to the mean where we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year. They're number 11. I think that's kind of high for them. Um, I think we we picked them to win nine, eight or nine games. Not not ten games, but eight or nine games. So they're at eight right now. So if they won, that would be kind of in the expectations. But um, also could see them losing to a very emotionally charged Florida State team that's going to play for the coach. You know, despite – um, everybody in the media and the fans hating Willie Taggart. I think the, the players do play hard for him or they do like him as a coach. Not that I've talked to anybody personally, but I just feel like um, I feel like they play hard for him or really good at bat for their coach in the first year. Do you uh, know the line on this game? I do. Would you like to guess? I would say Florida by eight. Florida by six. Okay. Well, that's not bad. Yeah. I would take, I would take Florida, um, if I'm being honest. It's not so much – 
a bet on Florida as much as it is a bet against Florida State. I just like you know, just like I said, they did get that big win last week, and that concerns me just a little bit that they may have figured some things out, but they just have been awful this year. Um, honestly, I mean they've they've been just really bad. And uh, I think Grantham is going to be coming after Francois the whole game. And he may be able to hit some plays, but I think it's going to be a, uh, a big win for Florida. And they've struggled in this series, too. I mean, since Urban Meyer left, Florida State's pretty much owned this series. This is this is one of the rivalries that is really, really fun when it's up to its potential because both teams can be yeah. really, really good. Well, that's uh, the thing is, like, there haven't been a lot of years when they were both really good. You know I what I mean? It's Tim been a lot. Because when – teams. Right. Because, I mean, when Urban Meyer was at Florida, though, for the most part, that was kind of – I think that was around, like, the tail end of Bobby Bowden and all of that, and they were kind of falling off some. So, while they did I, – I do remember that Tim Tebow game where he had the – paint all over his face yeah but I, I don't remember how good of a Florida State team that actually was but I mean I you know it's, it's definitely been a while since they've both been really good I think yeah you would be uh, right about that um in case you can't tell that's me uh buying some time to figure out what I'm about to say next <laughs> which game so uh yeah but uh, I mean I can keep talking I no, can no, just no, say like I'm gonna cover some other games unless you have something else to say about Florida Florida State this is a uh 11 a.m. Central time game on Saturday. Yeah. ABC, so this is going to be a great day of football, though. This Saturday is going to be – like, I can't wait to just plop in front of JB's TV and just watch football all day. Well, how are you How are you handling the eating situation for lunch? Because uh, I guess you aren't, you aren't eating on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it yet. I'm sure JB already has it all planned out. Yeah, he likes to – playing all those meals like two months in advance so i i like football um i don't think as much as y'all do but i mean in terms of what i'll how much i'll football miss because i did, i think jb's the worst or best however you want to think about it in terms of like he won't he, he'll try his best not to miss a single second of football and you're you're pretty close to that but not as bad as him but he's he's so funny how how fast he'll go in between like if for instance for football he'll be like okay we're gonna go halftime for this game and then we're just gonna go and come back real quick and it's just so like quick and to the point, which I can kind of respect. But it's just it's funny if you if you throw them off, it'll kind of go crazy about it. Yeah. Well, maybe we can. I know last time we just ordered something, so we may do that again. Or you know, maybe we'll just grab something quick. Who knows? It'll be uh, it'll be exciting times though. Cause I'm gonna be in Memphis for like what three nights: Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. So yeah. we'll have quite a few meals. Uh, Good meals. Yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do on Thursday night though, because uh, I'm I'm eating. It's gonna be early, and then after the game, I don't know what's gonna be open on uh, Thanksgiving night. Well, yeah. Oh, you're definitely gonna. I mean, shouldn't there be leftovers though? Be- well, since it's not, I don't know. I, I feel bad like asking for leftovers just because like it's not like if it was my grandmother hosting it, like when she hosts it in Starkville, then I'm a lot more likely to ask for leftovers because I know that you know, we're really close and she loves me and all that. Not that my aunt doesn't love me. I'm sure she does, but it's just, you know, I feel like a little less comfortable being like, Hey, like, I'm just going to take like a bunch of stuff home. With me. And plus it's, it's going to have to sit in the car too. Is the other thing. It's going to have to sit in the car during the game. Unless you came back. So what should be real. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to come back though. Cause I mean, I'm, you know, I'm probably just going to be ready to hit it to Memphis. It's going to be dark and it's going to be about an hour drive. So, Probably just want to get it over with. 
Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm definitely watching football uh, Thursday. Thursdays. I mean, there's the Egg Bowl, but I don't know what other big games or college games are Thursday. But yeah, there's, it's mostly NFL yeah. on Thursday, which I do like watching NFL. You'll get to watch your, your boy Dak play on Thursday. Hopefully, he'll win, and then you can get a um, Mississippi State win too. So it'll be double up. You know you. who? Uh, you know what quarterback he's matching up against? Is he playing the Lions? No. Redskins. 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 They all play. So it's not Alex Smith. It's, it's the Southern Miss. Hold on. Their backup quarterback, I just figured it out. I just looked it up because I was questioning this the other day. It's Colt McCoy. Yeah. Well, Colt McCoy, University of Texas, back when Texas was back. Texas was back. That was a good. Uh, he's still, I didn't even know. I didn't even know that he was still in the NFL. Yeah. Honestly, was... I thought that he, I thought he was like selling cars in Austin, Texas. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, and you know another crazy backup that I didn't realize either was uh, Jared Goss backup is uh, oh god, what's his name? Uh, I'm drawing a blank now. The quarterback at Ohio State who they won the national championship with, Cardell Jones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I knew he he left the Bills to be the Chargers backup. I knew that, but I didn't know. Oh, is it the Chargers? I thought it was. I thought it was the. No, you maybe probably... someone just said L.A. and I just assumed they were talking about the Rams, but maybe it is the Chargers. Cardo Jones is with the Chargers, yeah. Okay, never mind, never mind. Not that he mind. plays, but um, yeah. yeah. I think I just heard someone the other day. I heard someone say he was a backup for LA, and I just assumed that he was that they were talking about uh those bitches don't know football like we do. That's a problem. Yeah, and by bitches I mean yeah. girls and guys, not just girls. We we don't discriminate. Um, other games, whole other games. Uh, rivalry. Um, which I have trouble saying that. Uh, Georgia, Georgia Tech option offense against a good defense that is ready for the option offense. Um, I don't think this is going to be pretty. Uh, we talked about this the other day that option offense they're very frustrating to play, but um, you do not want to play Georgia for option offense, or at least the way this. Well, I guess Kirby Smart did lose the first year. Georgia did lose their first year, but that wasn't a really good year. But they they killed him last year, um, which and I would expect this to go the same way as last year, being in Georgia and. Um, or in Athens, and then Georgia has a lot more to play for for in terms of playoff spot seating. Yeah, I actually uh, may disagree with you a little bit. I think this may be a little bit tighter game. Uh, the triple option is, you know, obviously it's really hard to defend, and uh, Kirby Smart kind of falls in the same category as Nick Saban as far as that goes. And I just think that uh, Georgia may be looking forward to the SEC championship game a little bit. And uh, I think this might be an opportunity. I don't think Georgia Tech's going to win, but I do think they're going to keep it close. Um, I think Georgia Tech's going to be able to limit the possessions in this game and uh, keep Georgia's offense off the field. But I think when Georgia is on the field, they're going to score pretty easily. But uh, I just, I, for some reason, I just have a gut feeling that uh, Paul Johnson and company are going to be able to keep this tight. Another 11 a.m. kickoff. So you have two games going. You might have to get the – the phone up to screen to stream or the iPad or whatever you want to do with the laptop. Um, Cause you want to watch this and the Florida, Florida state game. Um, what I do like about Georgia tech um, besides, I really don't like their option offense, but what I would say is um, their quarterback Taquan, uh, we have Deshaun and now Taquan, Taquan Marshall uh, for Georgia tech. Um, I think he's probably the best quarterback for the option offense. He doesn't really throw a lot, obviously. He doesn't have a great arm. He throws a wobbly spiral. But he is a very good runner. And, um, you know, people talk about option offenses not being very explosive because you get those three or four yards. But, you know, when you do switch it up and decide to pass, um, it is very, very explosive. Or it can be very explosive for, like, you know, 30, 40-yard gains because uh, nobody's expecting it. So I think that's something to watch for. 
Um, and option offense is always kind of a wild card when you play um, you play teams with option offenses because you can be very a lot more talented than them, but just option offense is so hard to prepare for. So it could be a close game. The line here hold is seventeen, um, and I I'm just looking at all this now. The uh, weather forecast almost every single SEC game this weekend is rain. Um, it's going to kind of suck. Our mm. few games, yeah, including the Memphis-Houston uh, game. So, mm. I don't know about that. But um, rain and option offense, so maybe that kind of swings it more. In definitely, yeah. I'm definitely feeling Georgia Tech right now. <laughs> I mean, not to win, but to cover that spread. Oh, yeah. Would you, would you double down on it? Double down? You mean like a parlay or? or double, I, I mean double down as in like betting more than your you know usual spread. Oh, no. I usually bet the same on all the games. Yeah. Honestly. I see. Sometimes usually the ones that I'm the most confident about are the ones I almost always lose. <laughs> like if I'm if I'm really confident in a game, I almost always lose it. But it's the ones that that like I feel good about are usually the ones that I win. But the one if I like there's always like one or two games every week that I feel great about. Like last week it was Ohio State to cover against Maryland. Yeah. And they almost friggin' lost that game. Yeah. But I, I thought I thought Ohio State was going to be able to win that game easily. Like, I mean, I thought Maryland had pretty much packed it in, and you know, Ohio State still had a chance to play for the playoffs. So I thought that they would come in and you know take care of business. But man, that was an ugly game. I mean, it was it was fun to watch. But if you're an Ohio State fan, that was if you're pulling for Ohio State like I was, that was really ugly, tough to watch. I was doing my uh, Wikipedia college football uh, page hopping um, earlier this week, and I was looking up Maryland. They <laughs> They lost to Temple after they beat Texas. Then they lost to Temple. Temple before they played Maryland was zero and two. They lost to FCS Villanova, and I forgot who else they lost to before that. But they lost to Villanova, and then they beat Maryland. Who Maryland beat Texas. So it, it was a weird start for both those teams, and even Texas too, I guess, for losing to Maryland. Um, but interesting tidbit there. Um, yeah. So uh, are you are you saying that uh, Villanova has a transit property win over Oklahoma? I would say I would I would I would bet bet for them uh, against Oklahoma. Yes, because they beat they beat Temple. Temple beat Maryland. Maryland beat Texas. Texas beat Oklahoma. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, it works. It works that way when when uh, Alabama won that championship. When so are they going to send uh, are they going to send Villanova a Big Twelve championship trophy? No, I think they're just going to go straight to the playoff seating. Four plus. Yeah. Also, did you see? Um, God, who was it? It's I. It's not South, I don't know if it's a South Carolina game, but it was one of those games that got canceled earlier in the year that they rescheduled. Um, they rescheduled for December 1st, which is the championship week. Um, and the team that they were supposed to play, the FCS team, was supposed to play um, in the playoffs. So they might play in the FCS playoffs, so they might not be able to play them. I forgot who it was. I can't think of who it was, but it was some team. I, it could be South Carolina, but it also could be – um, Minnesota or something like that. I don't know who it is. It's not Minnesota, but it's. Um, well, I guess we'll have to do more research. You don't know. Yeah, I've I have no clue. Okay, but uh, speaking of transit properties, I was just gonna say I know you're about to talk about the one with Memphis few years ago, but I have one that's actually even better than that. I had uh, when I was living in Rome, Georgia, I had a friend who played for Barry College, which is like yeah. like they don't even have scholarships. They're like Division like three. I don't even know how three, far down. Maybe three and uh. Yeah, is it three? Yeah. Uh, and then he had this thing, like, it was the year Clemson won the national championship. And uh, they posted, like, this thing of, it was, like, 16 games <laughs> <laughs> that, like, eventually led back to them beating Clemson and uh, the year Clemson won the national championship. I just thought that was really cool. 
That'd be a cool shirt if that was what you're saying. Or like, yeah, <laughs> it was like it was like 16 games that like had to work like all the way up to uh, Division One. It also should go in like the bigger college weight room. <laughs> it's like motivation. <motivated. Yeah. laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go some other games. Hold. Um, let's talk about the Egg Bowl. Uh, we we have some other games. We have Arkansas, Missouri. We'll talk about for a little bit, and then we have uh, South Carolina, Clemson, which um shouldn't be close but i mean it's a robbery so you never know but let's make sure we get the egg bowl covered um the line here is ten and a half hole which i'm assuming you already knew about that but i'm not positive because you're kind of behind on the lines here but you could have guessed it i guess it's that old miss and this is a tricky game over the years to pick because the team that's supposed to win usually doesn't win so as a team that's favored this weekend or this thanksgiving um it has to be a little scary for you yeah, it definitely is. You know, just like you're saying, it seems like the – it's just the the better team seems like they never win this game. Um, the only year that I can think of, at least in the last, like, in recent memory, was the 2015 season. I think both teams were equally as good that year uh, when Ole Miss won in Starville. But pretty much every other year it's been, like, the better team has lost this game. And uh, it's just kind of just a really weird rivalry. And not to get, like, too much into it, but I just think, like, Mississippi State and Ole Miss fans have, like, no respect for each other at all. So, it's just – it, it kind of turns into, like, this – you know, it, it's not like a big – yeah, it's not like a big game, uh, like, nationally, but it's just, like, both teams feel like, like, all right, we're bad, but, like, we shouldn't be losing to those guys. Like, yeah, you know, this is the game that, like, coaches get fired over. I know, like, a lot of games are like that, you know, big rivalry games at schools, but, you know – the the guy who loses the egg bowl usually doesn't last much longer. Uh, well, that's a good series. point. That's a good point because people already don't like Joe Mo as it is, and if he if he tops this year off losing to Ole Miss, that will be the icing on the cake. Not that he's going to get fired, but he will probably go into the second year and be, I guess, somewhat on the hot seat. I don't know what the the coaching their buyout is and all that stuff, but um, he would not be well liked in Star Bowl. I'll say that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if he loses this game, I think, uh, you know, just like you said, he's not going to get fired, but Mississippi State fans are already kind of like, you know, I really, you know, don't have a lot of faith in this hire right now just based on what this year could have been and the talent that he brought back. Um, But you can kind of explain some of that stuff away just because, you know, I mean, uh, as of right now, their four losses have all been to top 15 teams and – you know, you can kind of like try to explain it away and say whatever. But if he loses this game, then there's definitely going to be a, a lot of uproar and fans are really not going to be happy about it. And, you know, he's probably not going to be – I mean, he, he may be on the hot seat next year, but I'm still not really sure. But I definitely think it's going to be – it's going to be really hard to win the fan base back over. Yeah. I think uh, is basically what I'm getting at. I think – uh you know, but I mean, that being said, uh, as far as the game goes, I mean, you know, Mississippi State is a better team. And I think that if they come in and they play their game, it doesn't really matter what Ole Miss does. Um, Mississippi State hasn't given up, you know, I think 28 is the most points they've given up all year. Um, and Ole Miss's defense has not played very well at all this year. State has pretty much killed bad defenses they've looked really bad in the games they've lost but uh the, when they play bad defenses they put up points i mean they look like a all-star team when they're playing uh bad defenses so you know yeah. Ole Miss is probably the worst defense in the sec 
maybe in power five altogether, honestly. Um, so hopefully, you know, for my sake, being a Mississippi State fan, they uh, Mississippi State's able to come out and get this thing over with early, so I don't have to stress about it. But I just, <laughs> I just don't really have a lot of faith that's going to happen. It's just a weird rivalry, and it would surprise me at all if Ole Miss won on Thursday. Um, this game holds. Um... Is really like a bad. I mean, I, I think of it as a bad matchup for Ole Miss. The only thing I would say um, is a bad matchup for Mississippi State is Ole Miss's receivers who are now down one receiver, but still have AJ Brown. So that's kind of all that really matters. But um, Mississippi State's defense is good, but their their secondary and quarterbacks aren't the best. So that's the only uh, weakness or a big weakness that Ole Miss would will attack, and they're going they're going to attack. Um, but Mississippi State's defense is really good, and Ole Miss's defense is not great at all. Run past anything, so. Um, I would expect Mississippi State to be able to score a lot of points, just like everybody does on Ole Miss. But um, I think Ole Miss will be able to score on Mississippi State just because they do have um, good receivers that Mississippi State won't match up yeah. well. And the problem with Ole Miss's offense has been the red zone, the red zone offense. So if they're able to score touchdowns, you know, they, they've been able to move the ball on just about everybody. But the question is, can they get in the end zone or not? So if they're able to hit some big plays to go for touchdowns, then this game could get really interesting. Um, you know, obviously Mississippi State has gotten out to the quarterback really good this year. So one thing they can do to maybe combat that is throw like a lot of receiver screens and maybe go up tempo early in the game to kind of nullify the pass rush. Um, that's something that I, I would do if I was Ole Miss, but, you know, I'm not, thank God. So <laughs> what um, – how many points – would you like to see Mississippi State win by like a hundred or like how much would it be enough? Like would, if they won by 20 or 30, would that not be enough for you? Would you rather them win by like 50 or 60? Like, would you want them just to keep, keep pouring it on because you hate Ole Miss so much? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's one thing that if Joe Moorhead really wants to endear himself to Mississippi State fans, <laughs> he could definitely run up the score in this game if he gets the chance. Um, as far as like what I would like hope for, uh, I just hope Mississippi State comes out and runs the ball and is able to get some big runs early in the game and kind of, you know, just set the tone early and then hopefully win by at least somewhere in the teens, at least two touchdowns. If they lose by less than two touchdowns, then they'll be a little bit too close for me. But at the same time, like, I'll take a win anyway that it comes, honestly. Yeah, I tweeted this out earlier today, but – and you kind of mentioned it earlier as well um, – this is rivalry week and this is a rivalry that's not talked about nationally as much because the teams aren't, you know, Ohio state, Michigan, they're not Alabama, Auburn great year in and year out, but these two teams really do hate each other. Um, and I think there might not be a more heated rivalry in SEC than these two teams playing. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, like, like you, like I was saying earlier, I mean, the lack of respect for each other, like when Alabama and Auburn play each other, like, whether they admit it or not, they do have like some amount of respect for each other. Like, yeah. I, I honestly, and same thing with like Texas A&M, LSU, and Florida, Florida State. Like, they know like the other program is good, and like you know they recruit just as well, and all that other stuff. Like, when Mississippi State and Ole Miss play each other. Like, there is like this sense of uh, like there's no respect for each other. Like, they both teams feel like they should dominate this series and they should never lose to their in-state rival like under any circumstances like they both teams both fan bases convince themselves that their head and shoulders better than the other one and both you know uh, I guess 
I guess both fan bases just both feel like they should win this game every year and it shouldn't, you know, they shouldn't be worried, having to worry about this game. <laughs> Did you see one of the replies on Twitter? I think somebody said, you know, this isn't even a rivalry game. This is, this is Ole Miss fan. This isn't even a rivalry game for Ole Miss. Our biggest rival is LSU. And I was like, man, yeah. y'all really don't respect. Like, they don't think – they think Mississippi State is like an FCS. And I think that's – I don't know if Mississippi State thinks that about Ole Miss as much. I mean, I'm not in tune with them. But I think Mississippi State might respect Ole Miss more than Ole Miss respects. I mean, I think that Mississippi State fans definitely uh, – consider Ole Miss their rival more so than Ole Miss does Mississippi State. Um, you know, I don't think either school particularly likes LSU, but, you know, LSU Ole Miss maybe had a rivalry in, like, the 60s, like when Archie Manning was playing, but uh, I'm not too sure that LSU cares too much about – I don't think they wake up thinking, like, man, like, I just – you know, I really hope we beat Ole Miss this year. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe some of them do, but – it's like uh, from all the LSU fans I know, they I would think Ole Miss is maybe like their third or fourth biggest rival. Uh, the other rivalry game that we haven't mentioned yet is South Carolina Clemson, or we have the Missouri Arkansas game, which let's talk about that real quick. I don't think that's really a true true rivalry. That's a forced rivalry that we've talked about before. We also said that uh, we're gonna get Derek Doy to take a shit on the on the Arkansas sideline somehow to like heat this up, but this game's at. At Missouri, so he probably shouldn't take a shit on the field anywhere. But um, we'll get Brett Bielema to take a shit. That's how we'll do it to get get this heated up a little bit more. But um, it is a game that's gonna be played on Black Friday. Um, Twenty three and a half point favorite Missouri over Arkansas. Arkansas lay them. Uh, what lay the points? Which all right, sorry. Uh, this means like take Missouri. Yeah, okay. Missouri by anything. Yeah, Arkansas gave up last week, so um, I don't know how much they're going to be excited to play this game. Hey, hey this is on the bright side. This is Arkansas's last game of the year, um, most likely. I don't. They could. They have an outside chance to get in the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to. But um, they don't have too much to play for, uh, other than just I guess, uh, like, just tell Missouri to hide their hide their cheerleaders before the game. Hide had their cheerleaders. Hide. Hide is oh hide because uh, there's a joke I'm missing here. Oh, you didn't hear about the Arkansas players getting in, in trouble for flirting with Mississippi State cheerleaders last week? <laughs> no, that's funny. You though. didn't hear about that? No. I, I mean, man, where I you was, been at? I've been I've been working working slaving away for the man. That's the problem, man. He the man doesn't respect yeah. SEC football like you do. Yeah, I think like two players got suspended. I don't know if they're gonna be out this week or not, but they didn't play against Mississippi State. I don't think they had like two defensive players like get suspended for flirting with Mississippi State stance team. That's funny, but I guess that's just the that's team team roles. And then you can't you can't knock the hustle. That's what I'm saying. Do you I, think know, that, I know uh, I know you would appreciate that more than anybody. JB would be trying to get on uh, Tinder and see if any of them are on there instead of going up and talking to him in person. Yeah, you know he he asked me in rapid fire questions last week what my what my pickup line was on Tinder, and I don't really use pickup lines, uh, but JB definitely does. So that's why he asked that, and I'm gonna ask him that on our next rapid fire question. Well, maybe if you would have listened to our show that me and him did last week, you would have heard it because I had already asked him that question. Uh, did he go into detail? Yeah. Yeah. I actually had a really good answer too. Nice. I don't, I don't like his pickup line. If, if it's the one I've been thinking of, but um, is it the one about the phone number? No, dude. Dang. He's evolving. He's evolving. Uh, what um, was the old one? Um, the old one was, um, uh, I, uh, it's like, um, I thought you were pretty or something like that. I was like, I, I think you're pretty. And I don't really believe in pickup lines because I think they're kind of corny. It doesn't really mean anything. 
But um, my name's JB, and I think it's a pleasure to match with you or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And he, <laughs> yeah, even though he said he doesn't believe in pickup lines, but he says that's a, the same line to every girl. Yeah, he does. But hey, I mean, it's, it's working. You don't just become Tinder yeah. Kingman for nothing. That's exactly right. You don't earn that reputation just off of. <laughs> true, true that. This Arkansas-Missouri game. So you think it's, it's going to be a Missouri blowout? You think Drew Locke's going to play great against bad teams? Yeah, I think, I think Arkansas is done. I think, I think they're finished. I, I don't think they have anything left. I think, you know, I, I don't think they really have a shot to capture any momentum or anything going into the offseason. I think that they're just going to, you know, wrap it up. And, you know, I just think they're done. I think Missouri is – you know, just really rolling right now. They finally got their offense going. I mean, it, it helps that they're not playing as great of defenses, but it started um, in Gainesville about three weeks ago. And ever since then, the offense has just really been clicking. And, they, you know, they're running it, they're throwing it. You know, they're having success basically doing whatever they want. And I don't think uh, Arkansas is going to be able to match them at all. I think it's going to be, you know, it's like I said, easy win for Argon- for uh, Missouri. Yeah. Um, so, but it's on Black Friday. I don't know what other games are on Black Friday. So that, I mean, that's one that you can actually. The Apple Cup is Friday night, I think. The Washington, Washington Friday State night. game. Yeah, Friday night, not Friday at 2.30 or one thirty Central. So that's a game that you could definitely spend more time watching, even though it's not a, it's supposed to be a great game. Um, but still be fun, unless you're going to be shopping at Walmart and Target, because it's Black Friday. So you never know what you hold. So Man, sure. I try to, I try to stay as far away from those places as I can on Black Friday. Yeah, I um, you know, and we'll talk about this more detail later. But my pet peeve is when people that you're like kind of friends with, but not like super close, they try to they get you a Christmas present, and like you, they make you feel guilty for not getting them a Christmas present. Oh they got- man, I'm, I don't think I've ever gotten a Christmas present from like a friend. Like well, I'm very sure, like I've only gotten them from like family members. Well, I'm more talking about the um, my lady friends, my lady's friend family like they're probably oh. gonna give me something that's gonna suck so i was like man i only had to get one now i have to yeah. get like i know how much you hate to spend money too so you tough. damn right i do i have to figure it out like it's especially like if you if you buy them something that costs like five bucks and they buy you something <laughs> that costs like 30 <laughs> i know <laughs> i know you were cracking up the other night about how me and jb were arguing about the driving to the Memphis oh my god dude. <laughs> i know people have no idea what we're talking about but like the other day in the group message they were, we were talking about going to the memphis houston game uh on friday and alex and jb are both so cheap and they're just sitting there arguing over like who's paying for parking and like how we're splitting it up and jb's like well i'm driving so i gotta pay for the gas too and then alex is like well i'll drive and then i won't you know (laughs) then (laughs) you won't have to pay for gas and then you could pay for the parking instead jb was like no i'm not doing that you know and then they're arguing over like you know whether they're paying four dollars or six dollars and they're just like I'm just like, oh my god, y'all are ridiculous. <laughs> well, Jamie's so funny because he he's, he tried to be so slick. He's like, well, yeah, I'll just I'll drive and y'all can pay for parking. And like that pisses me off. Like I, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind if he wouldn't try to be so slick about it. But he's like, he acts like he's doing us a favor. I'm like, Jamie, you're <laughs> coming ahead. And you know what you're doing here. You're not, I'm, I miss yeah. when he does. Know, he does. Yeah, he definitely does try to act like he's doing a fa- like doing you a favor by like. Yeah, it's like yeah, I was like. I'll let you sit. I'll let you sit in the the nice nice recliner uh, the first half or this game, but I can sit in the second half in this bigger game. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's funny, but um, yeah. So Arkansas is going to lose that one big. Um, we've already talked about Alabama Auburn. We think it's going to be a blowout. Alabama's going to win. Um, we didn't talk about South Carolina Clemson. Clemson's going to win by a lot. Hold it's at Clemson, eleven and zero. Clemson taking on rivalry a game. South Carolina. I don't know what the rivalry is called, by the way. Um, I, should, I guess I should learn. How, something about the Palmetto State or something. I don't know. 
Yeah, it's just it's just the state state championship basically. Um, yeah. Well, I mean that's not what it's called. That's what I call it, state championship. Yeah. Uh, cool. South Carolina is six and four. You came up with your own name for it. <laughs> yeah, that's how we're branding this. SEC Blow <laughs> Smoke South Carolina State Championship. <laughs> Coming to you live. <laughs> um, man, South Carolina picks a bad team to be rivals with. I mean, I guess Clemson hasn't yeah. been good historically, but. Man. Well, Cl- Steve Spurrier beat Clemson like six years in a row or something until Dabo like started getting the thing rolling and then they haven't lost. Yeah. But uh, what's the line on this game? Like 25? 26 and a half. You're off. Sorry. Hmm. Yeah, I would still take Clemson. Um, South Carolina's defense, uh, like we were talking about this after the Florida game, uh, they just did not play. Like, they did not act like they wanted to be there. They're really beat up on the defensive side of the ball, and I don't think they're going to be able to score uh, on Clemson's defense. Clemson has a really good defense. I think this game could get really ugly. Even though it's a rivalry game, um, two years in a row, South Carolina's been blown out in this game, and I think it's going to be three. Um, you know, I just I hate it. I really hope South Carolina wins, but I just I just don't see how they're gonna how they're gonna get it done with that defense the way they're playing right now. Yeah, um, I, the biggest biggest pet peeve about South Carolina is their games are never fun to watch. Really, they're just so ugly. I mean, it's yeah. I guess it's kind the of the Ole Miss game was pretty fun. Yeah, that was the one when we were there, right in Jackson. Or was that no? Ole Miss was playing. No, that was Ole Miss South Carolina, wasn't it? That's I think South. so. I think yeah. it was that day. Yeah, because it was AM Auburn, Ole Miss, South Carolina. Yeah, that was that was kind of good, but that's only because Ole Miss doesn't play defense, so they'll let them score a lot of points. But yeah, uh, it was I guess it was fun. But they, they just don't ever look pretty when they play. But I mean they're still as I guess it's still kind of fun because they're kind of still in the most of their games they play, because uh, they just play ugly and mess up the other team's flow. But um That's well much champ ball. Yeah, I think Clemson's uh, head and shoulders above South Carolina. I just don't see how South Carolina's going to be able to score in this game. Like, that's that's what I'm worried about. Like, Jake Bentley has played really well, but they haven't played anything like they're going to play on Saturday. I mean, Clemson's defense is is really good. They've, you know, they struggled a little bit, like, early in the season, but down the stretch they've really been pretty much locked down. So, I think Clemson's defense is going to have a big game. And then, um, you know, all they need is the offense to play – normal and against South Carolina's defense just like I've been saying they just I have no faith in their defense at all right now moving on to the non-conference games this week I'm actually more excited for the non-conference games than the SEC games because they have bigger playoff implications I guess if you know Alabama loses Georgia loses then it's now playoff implication games or South Carolina beats Clemson uh, then it's playoff implication but these games are more of a true toss-up than non-conference games um, that's um, are pretty big. Uh, we have Oklahoma, West Virginia, um, which could West Virginia could really mess everything up for Oklahoma and their playoff chances. Washington, Washington State, which Washington State is still trying to get into the playoffs. They have an outside chance getting in if they went out. Um, and then Michigan, Ohio State, um, which Michigan definitely would get in if they went out, but Ohio State wins out. I'm not sure um, if they can sneak in with being number 10 right now, but they could, I guess. Um, all three of these games I'm really excited about. And of course, Memphis plays Houston, UCF plays South Florida. I'm excited for that, those two games. Because um, South Florida could beat UCF. I don't think they're going to. Um, it's at South Florida. It's kind of a rivalry game. It was a really good game last year, one of the 
top uh, games of the year, but I don't think South Florida will win. Uh, Memphis playing Houston. Um, that the winner of that will play UCF in the American Athletic Conference Championship, which we will be at live. Um, so I'm excited for that, even though it'll be raining on Friday. But let's talk about the three big non-conference games. Let's start with Oklahoma, West Virginia, Hole. This is your dream matchup, right? So much offense. Yeah, it should be uh, very exciting. Um, I actually wouldn't be shocked at all if West Virginia won this game. Um, Oklahoma's defense has played so bad this year. Um, I know their offense has been really good also, but I don't think they've played an offense that could scare you quite as much as West Virginia can. And I think if West Virginia just said we get a few stops in this game, they may be able to pull the upset. Because, I mean, you know, Oklahoma gave up 40 points to Kansas last week. So, I mean, I I really think that this West Virginia offense, if they come to play, they could go, you know, blow for blow with Oklahoma. And uh, I think with the defense – that the home and the home field advantage put together could maybe help them get a few stops in this game. Go ahead and uh, pick the game because I don't know if we're going to go through all the picks like we should, but go ahead and pick the game, which you know, come West Virginia. Yeah, I'm actually going to pick West Virginia in the upset. Um, okay. I think I, I love Kyler Murray. I think he's awesome, but I just his, – his defense has been so bad. I just don't know if they can continue this throughout the course of the season. But, you know, I expect – a ton of points in this game, but I actually am going to take West Virginia to pull the upset. Be a good game for sure. That one's at eight o'clock Eastern, uh, seven o'clock Central. And uh, I think this is—is is this the last week of picks? Or are we going to do the Conference Championship Week too for me and JB's? Yeah, we can do that. I mean, you want to make this last week, or you want to do no, Conference? No, 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 no. We, we, can make, we can We can go all the way into bowl season because the bowl season's still pretty toss up game. Oh, okay. Well, then just get JB to send you. His picks. Because what I was going to say is if, if this was the last week, then I would just say let him – because I'm like seven games ahead. So, he could just pick like the opposite of me for like every game. Yeah. Because that's like the only way he would catch up. But since yeah. he's not here, I'll just – we'll do next week too, and then he can he can send you his picks before okay. the podcast comes out. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm, everybody's, everybody will be waiting waiting uh, nervously for those. Picks. Yeah, we'll, we'll, t- we'll tweet him out. All right. Washington, Washington State. Oh, beginning of the year, Washington should have won this game easily. Washington State now has Gardner Minshew, the Heisman hopeful maybe, and also known as the Mississippi Mustache working in their favor. This is at Washington State, at Pullman. This would be – this could be a game day game. It's not going to be, but um, I, don't, I don't know. Is, is there – I guess is Michigan-Ohio State the game day game this weekend? You know, I don't even know, honestly. Uh, I would assume so, but – It's also on I mean, Fox, though. Yeah, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm not sure at all where game day is going. I don't really. Yeah, it's it's yeah. going to be um, it's going to Ohio State, I think. Um, so Arizona's basketball coach didn't get fired last year. I thought he did. No, they're um, <laughs> that's that's very off topic. But yes, he did not. He did not get fired. He um, yeah. he got suspended for a few games, but um, he he avoided. And his assistant is going to jail, but he's he's safe. <laughs> going to jail, jeez. Yeah, well, I don't know if he's he's not officially he's not, he's about to be on trial for paying somebody, but he's. Um, He's all right right now, but he's going to go on trial. Yeah, I think uh, Washington has really had Washington State's number, and that really concerns me. Um, I keep waiting for Washington State to lose a game, and they just keep winning. Um, and I'm just going to roll with the hot hand in this one. Uh, I'm going to have to keep going with uh, Washington State. <laughs> I hope, like, uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm going to regret this, but I really think it could – I do think it could go either way, but it's just – 
Washington State, I think they just got the magic this year, and I think this year they finally beat Washington. I, I'm nothing. I'm, my pick matters, but I will pick Washington this game for the record, uh, so I can tell you I'm I'm right. But if they if they lose, then I'm just gonna never bring this up. Yeah, but that's smart. You're right. Um, did you hear about uh, what uh, Chris Peterson said about Mike Leach? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty great. I'm, I'm gonna repeat it and tell me if I'm wrong, if I have it the story wrong. So they were having some conference coaches meeting, Pac-12 coaches meeting. I don't know if this was if this was back. I guess this is for Pac-12 media days, is my guess. But um, they said um, Chris Peterson said the last time he he spoke to uh, Mike Leach was the conference media days or the coaches meetings, and uh, they said he was 30 minutes late to the meeting. And everybody was wondering, like, where he was. And he came in 30 minutes late, casually, with In-N-Out Burger and a shake in a bag. And it was just so casual. But I don't forget, I forgot what exactly he said. But he said something that was kind of funny. And then um, everybody was like, is nobody going to say something to him? And then he said, like, this is good or something like that. And he just went on about his business like nothing even happened. He, like, he wasn't even 30 minutes late. And he didn't just go to Shake Shack or um, In-N-Out. Yeah. Well, if he'd have gone to Chick-fil-A, he'd have been there on time because – those lines move quick. I, I did get my Chick-fil-A special today, and there was a very long line, but um, it did expedite once I got in there. So um, shout out to Chick-fil-A for being the uh, SEC sponsor and good good fast food. Um, yeah, so it's pretty funny. I think Mike Leach is funny. I think he's so opposite from Nick Saban, that, and that's what makes him great is that he's not intense like him, but he's a really good coach, and I think that's awesome um, for a variety of reasons. Um, Michigan Ohio State, the – maybe biggest rivalry game in college football. Maybe, maybe, maybe not between that and the Iron Bowl, I guess. Um, Michigan's a four-point favorite. This one is in Columbus Hole, and Ohio State has been playing like dog shit lately. But um, they could win this game. It's out of home, and Michigan hasn't beat Ohio State in a while, so this could go their way. Yeah, and uh, the problem for Ohio State's defense this year has been uh, giving up the big play. And I don't really consider Michigan to be like a big play offense. So I'm just not really sure they're going to be able to take full advantage of that. So I do think it's going to be a closer game. Some people are calling for a Michigan blowout. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be a closer game, but I think Michigan does find a way to win. I just think they're a better team. And I think this is going to be the best defense that Ohio State's offense has faced all season. And, um, I, you know, I would be – I would actually be kind of surprised if Ohio State won this game. Just the way they've been playing and, all like, everything put together – um, for Michigan this year it just came together perfectly. And, you know, Jim Harbaugh really needs to win this game. And uh, if they win this, then they got Northwestern in the Big Ten Championship game, which they win pretty easily. And then they'll most likely be in the playoff, assuming that Georgia doesn't beat Alabama and keep them out. But I don't, I'm not sure that's going to happen. So, like, uh, like Michigan to get the win in yeah, the I game, do. as they call it. <laughs> I, I do too. Um, this would be good for Jim Harbaugh, as you said. The people make fun of him because they pay pay him so much money to finish like third in the Big Ten East or whatever division they are, and fourth in the Big Ten East. Um, so he's he's got his fair fair share of shit for the past two years, but um, they're they are a good team this year, and I think they should uh, play well against Ohio State. So um, I know you don't like Michigan, but I kind of do like watching them play as a football fan, but not. Um, personally, but we shall see what happens. Uh, that's all the games for this week that I have on my list. Hope you want to recap things um, or anything else you want to talk to before we uh, hang up. 
Um, well, I'll just run through my picks real quick uh, for the SEC games. Okay. I'm picking Vanderbilt to beat Tennessee, picking Texas A&M to beat LSU, Mississippi State to beat Ole Miss, Missouri to beat Arkansas, no surprise, Clemson to beat South Carolina, no surprise, uh, Florida to beat Florida State, um, and maybe a little bit closer game than you might have thought a couple weeks ago. Um, Alabama to beat Auburn pretty easily. And am I forgetting anything? Is that all of them? Um, I think oh, Kentucky good. against Louisville. Yeah, easy. Um, is that all of them? Yeah, Kentucky. So, Kentucky, AM, Clemson. Uh, did you say Tennessee against Vanderbilt? I like Vanderbilt too. Okay, cool Vanderbilt. Upset. Or I guess her favorite, too. So. Yeah, Vanderbilt, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Ark, Missouri, Mississippi State. Yeah, right. I think I picked all of them. Yep. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about – we'll have to take it offline, but um, sorry for uh, Mississippi State's basketball team, man. They, they shouldn't have lost to Arizona State. Yeah. yeah, well, that's what – like, I I hate to be like a JB here, but I just refuse to get, like, excited for any Mississippi State sport that's hyped anymore. Like, <laughs> I, I, I even said, like, before the game started, I'm like, I wouldn't even be – like, I'm not even going to be mad if they lose because that's just <laughs> what they do. And, you know, they don't really have the excuse for being – like the young team anymore no. because Arizona State's Arizona State's younger than they are, and Arizona State's best player is a is a true freshman. So yeah. you know, I, I like Mississippi State's pretty much out of excuses now. So it's just kind of it's just kind of the point where it's like I don't even know why. Like I don't even know why I'm watching this. I don't even like basketball. I'm just pulling. I'm just watching it because Mississippi State's playing. Well, you do. You always have women's basketball and uh, baseball, I guess. And That's true. Football. Maybe, Dude, maybe. we will we will kick your ass in women's basketball. Unless, top five. Top five. Yeah, unless you're like a top five team in the country, we're gonna just murder you. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's I, where we're gonna get our, our revenge on Alabama is in women's basketball. <laughs> yeah, you got him. You got him. That's that's where that's where it'll all come out. Even. Um, all right. Well, it's been a real real fun show. Where it's been real, it's been fun, but not real fun. Is that how we're gonna say it? That's how I'm gonna say it. Um, I think it's been real fun, but it's been real fun. It's been real fun. It's, really it's always fun. real fun when I hang out with you, Alex. True that. True that. We're gonna have a fun time this week in Memphis. Eat some Central Barbecue. Eat some uh, some uh, some turkey, some uh, cheese fries, and some uh, margarita specials that happen Mexican, which is actually a food, not a drink. That's even better than you can think and imagine. So I'm excited about that. We'll do a recap show at the end of the week, and hopefully, whole make you rich by then. Until then, we'll see you later.